Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hi, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. So today, we're going to talk about success and specifically what success means as a whole, but also maybe more importantly, what success means to you and how that can get a little bit tricky as you're out in the world and maybe doing a little bit of comparison and all that kind of thing. So today, we're going to talk about success and how to stay, keep, how to keep your eyes on the prize, if you will. Yes, so Kate, blinders like a horse. Blinders like a horse. So Kate, where do we see this problem, not even this problem, but where do we see issues with this concept of success coming up a lot? I mean, always, right? I feel like we're, it's a constant life battle for all of us, I think, of, you know, seeing what others are doing and feeling like we are so far behind. So I think it really starts though, especially when you're changing a career for most folks in the CCA. Most people come into the CCA, but so like 99% have never had copywriting experience. And so you're doing, undergoing a significant career in life in some ways change because you're learning something completely new. And so it's so easy, especially at the beginning to jump into a, a community and group that is highly, highly supportive. But then you also see other copywriters out in the world and you think, why am I not there yet? Why I'm just starting out. I feel behind already in this concept of being behind when behind what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think as, as humans, we, are, we, we psychologically, we get a lot of benefit from well benefit, but we like comparing ourselves yes. to, am I ahead of them? Am I behind mm-hmm. them? Where right. am I? How do I rank 
compared mm-hmm. to other people. Um, and in some scenarios that can benefit you. Maybe it'll, you know, <laughs> honestly, I'm thinking about on my Peloton, on the leaderboard being like, she's two numbers ahead of me. I'm going to speed up and I'm going to get ahead. Um, and that, which is great. Yeah. yeah push yourself. Yeah. That yeah. gets me to push myself, but, uh, out, off, <laughs> off of the Peloton mm-hmm. outside of the, the working out world. Um, it can be, detrimental um, in a career sense when you're comparing yourselves to other people because there's so many other factors that are involved and things that you just don't know about. Yeah. It reminds me, you talking about the Peloton reminds me of when I used to go for runs and would run with a group and I hated it and I couldn't pinpoint why. And they were just fun runs. We would run to a bar. It wasn't like for anything. But I always felt when I was surrounded by a group of people that I wasn't the fastest and to keep up or to, it was hard to go at my own pace among a group of people going at very all different paces. And I couldn't quite find my own rhythm amongst the group. And I realized only recently when I go out for a run by myself and I don't time it, I don't, you know, I don't say I'm going to go for a certain mileage I actually enjoy it. I hate it in any other sense because it feels like I'm unnecessarily putting constraints and pushing myself in a way that I don't want to push myself. I don't want to. I ran a half marathon once. I'm good. I don't. <laughs> good for you. I don't want to be a competitive runner. I want to just be outside and enjoy it and have a you know decompressed time. I love going for a walk, but sometimes you need to walk a little faster because you don't have an hour to stroll, whatever it is. But so I think it's that same principle here where it's so hard sometimes to go at your own pace. There's a fine line between finding inspiration out in the world and and using it in a positive way, to your point, to kind of motivate you and get you amped up. But then there's a certain point, I think it's different for everyone, where that scale tips into slowing us down and almost presenting an unnecessary roadblock where we feel like I'm never going to be as good as that copywriter. My website's never going to look as beautiful as that, or I don't have spec work or I don't, I haven't worked with a client, so it doesn't look as good. And I'm, I'm, I'm behind. And then you start feeling, well, why bother? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the danger comes in of stopping yourself from making forward progress because it's not perfect or it's not looking as successful as someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's something that people have posted and reposted mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it gets to the point where it's like, Oh yeah, but it's so true. Don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20, but by mm-hmm. that same token, don't compare your chapter 10 to somebody else's chapter 20, you know, or even your chapter 10 to someone else's chapter 10, because <laughs> it's yes. going to be completely different because mm-hmm. you don't know what's in either book. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes when people um, join the the CCA, the Comprehensive Copywriting Academy, and come into the group. Um, sometimes we'll, he, we'll we'll they'll post and say, "Hey, you know, I'm here," and or I'm I'm concerned because everybody else seems to know so much. Um, and the thing is, is that when you're getting into the group, we have people that have been in the CCA for years, Mm -hmm. but we also have people who literally started that day, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the, the, the range of what you're going to see in there is, is 
is is amazing. All kinds of different questions, all kinds of different experiences. So you can't possibly, when you're coming into the CCA, you can't possibly expect to know everything when you get in there. But I think as human beings, when we've talked about this before, we're kind of, we're like, oh yeah, I don't know copywriting is going to learn. But when we get into it, we go, we're almost surprised that we don't know it. That it's that it is genuinely something new, and I think that's partly because as adults we're not used to learning new things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, really, on the other side of it, out in out in the world, this idea of well, I'm going to follow other copywriters, I'm going to see what other copywriters mm-hmm. are doing. Um, the the this gets into the don't compare your chapter ten to chapter twenty, or don't compare your chapter ten to chapter ten. And the thing is, too, is that you. You have no idea what is going on in anyone else's business. Mm-hmm. You know, just because they have a great looking website doesn't mean that, or, you know, it's, it's flashier, it's more exciting than yours is. You can still have a great looking website um, and be a newer copywriter or be, you know, it could be that they spent $8,000 on a website, but they haven't actually made any money as a copywriter yet. It's especially on things like on social media. It's so mm-hmm. easy to make yourself look very successful, uh, inflate your, inflate your, your success. Um, and so when you're comparing yourself to that, you have no idea what's really behind that. Yeah. I remember when I first got involved with the CCA really, and people started talking about famous copywriters and I thought, famous copywriters what what is this what they were famous copy like you know I've heard of actors and actresses but not famous copywriters and so someone actually was like well and there's this person there's this person they showed me their sites and the one thing I was intrigued about was first of all they didn't have a portfolio and so it looked beautiful but there was no content behind that to back that up I thought well where are the projects they had some testimonials but no, I didn't see any examples of their actual copywriting work beyond the site themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. it, did they write their site? I assume so. Maybe not. You know, if it's, if they hired someone to build the site, did they hire someone to write the copy on their site too? And they're frankly, at that point, a lot of them are selling something else They're selling a course or they're selling, you know, their personality at that point and not necessarily their work. And so it was that moment of thinking, Oh God, do, do I need to, redo my site so that it looks like this. And I thought, wait a minute, no, my, I have work on my site and I've explained the process, the, the mm-hmm. project, the results, the people can actually see what I've done. Mm-hmm. I can't see what these copywriters have done beyond make a brand for themselves, which yes, in and of itself, good for them. Not something you actually have to mm-hmm. do though. I don't have a social media presence. Yeah. Well, and famous is relative too, by the way. Yes. Because, yes. you know, there may be you hear one copywriter on somebody's podcast and then you hear them on somebody else's podcast. What you don't know is that these two people who are on the who have these podcasts know each other. Mm-hmm. And so they this this copywriter has made the connection. And so, you know, th- there are small groups, you know, there's one or two copywriters whose name I've heard in the, the, like the digital course space or in the, the health coach space or that kind of thing. But famous here does not mean famous in the rest, and it doesn't even mean famous here. It's, it's not mm-hmm. fame to hear someone on a couple of different podcasts or to see that they have followers on Instagram. 
followers is a metric. It is a vanity metric. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything, it, which is not to say don't get me wrong, guys, that Kate and I will absolutely fall into this as well. Like she was just saying with the website, there was a copywriter um, a couple of years ago and I heard her, I just happened to hear her same thing, happened to hear her on a couple of different podcasts. And I was like, who is this? Wow. She, you know, like, am I, am I falling behind? Am I not? So of course I do a little bit of research on her. She'd been a copywriter for one year, one year, but she knew a couple of different people and got on these podcasts and portrayed this, this, uh, persona and good for her. Absolutely good for her. Um, but what we're all saying is that it's, it's, it's all relative. Quote unquote success is all relative. And you also don't know if all of it, this flashy website, if this really high day rate, um, check out our Instagram feed about day rates, mm-hmm. uh, eye roll, insert eye roll. <laughs> um, and you know, all that kind of thing. You don't know if that actually translates to them working with a lot of clients mm-hmm. or even yeah. working with working with clients who come back again and again because they're so good at what they do. That's yeah, exactly. I think the the biggest metric for me is the amount of clients that have worked with me again and again and again mm-hmm. for years because that proves mm-hmm. to me I'm adding value. They're not all one-off projects. Sure, there've been a few one-off projects because that's all the client needed and you know, maybe they hired someone in-house or whatever happened, but that's also, I think, the idea of a personality and having a presence and being, quote unquote, famous in a space. Is that success to you? Is that what you want for your success? Mm-hmm. For me, that's not something I want. I want to, I have an income goal that I want to hit that I've hit for the past six years or however long it's been. And I want to have the flexibility to work when I want. And so, I've achieved those things. So to me, I'm successful and I don't care if someone else looks at them and say, well, you're not hitting 300,000 a year. No, I don't want to. That sounds like a miserable idea. And quite frankly, it'd be very hard as a copywriter to hit that number unless you're offering something else in addition to just writing copy. I think it'd be mm-hmm. not impossible to hit that number, but it'd be, be pretty hard. Sure, um, pretty high rates there. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, that's, that amount of income isn't going to make me happy. It's not, to me, that's not what success is. And Mm -hmm. so when we talk about success and finding success for you, really spending time to think, what does that mean to me? What, what is my, what is my definition of success? Is it an income goal? Is it spending more time with, with family so that I work three days a week or four days a week? Is it, taking, you know, having enough from my copywriting side hustle to take a vacation or to have an emergency fund or to pay off that credit card or, you know, again, these are a lot of financial things, but it doesn't have to be financial at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. The, the, you can, you can use that innate desire to compare ourselves, uh, but instead of using it to compare yourself to other copywritings, other copywriters, other copywriting students or strangers that you see on the internet, <laughs> you can use it to compare, first of all, where you were to where you are now. I think that's a really important thing that people should be looking at. Like, okay, even if you started a month ago, where have you come? What have you accomplished? What have you done? But then also comparing yourself to where you are versus where you want to be. Maybe not comparing isn't quite the right word, but, but gauging 
mm-hmm. assessing where you are and how you're making progress to that goal and to your individual definition of success. And I completely agree with you, Kate, like you were saying at the beginning of the episode, put those blinders on because when you are focused on your individual goal, your personal definition of success, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Like, okay, success for me is making X number of dollars or is working X number of hours or is being able to pay for my, you know, having whatever comfortable income and being able to watch my kids soccer games every week without fail. Cause I'm the parent that does that or, you know, whatever, or I want to be able to take one big trip a year, whatever. But knowing what your individual goal is and your definition of success makes everything else irrelevant. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. great that they have a flashy website. My website is solid and it works for me. You know, oh, that's great that they say they have a, a $10,000 rate for, for writing a homepage on a website, which I'm going to call BS on that one. Um, that's okay. That's, that's great for them. It doesn't matter. And also, again, you don't know what's happening in anybody else's world. I could put on, I could go on my website and put up that I charge $50,000 for a homepage rewrite. Well, guess what? Or a homepage best of writing luck a homepage. To you. Yes, best of luck to me. Uh, I can put it on my website and that can make me look super successful. But if no doesn't one's make it true. purchasing it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's this instinct to look at, you know, there are a lot of ways people go about reaching their goals because we all have different goals and we also all have different things we like. There are some people that like social media and like doing that. And it's a fun out creative outlet for them. There are also people that hate it. I mean, I don't have the time or energy to do an Instagram account. I have a personal one. That's it. Even that's very lackluster. (laughs) Just my dog. Uh, but so it's it's very easy when especially when you're first starting out, but even as time goes on to see as new technology happens, new platforms, you know, Clubhouse is now here and TikTok and this and that. There's so many platforms. So to be like, oh, I have to be on TikTok and I have to do Clubhouse and I have to do Instagram and I have to do Facebook and this person did Facebook and this person's doing LinkedIn. Oh my God. Uh, no, you don't have to do all of that. And you can you don't have to do any of it, you know, quite frankly, uh, as yeah. long as you're pitching and you know landing clients some might, but for some people, they might have already maybe a network on LinkedIn that they can really tap into and and Mm -hmm. build and get clients. Or, you know, maybe someone really just has an interest in Facebook or Instagram and wants to do that and that's working for them. And so finding, seeing all that and thinking, okay, here are all of my options. Here's, here's the buffet, but what do I want? I'm not going to go to the buffet and get like a jello mold. I don't like jello. So I'm not, I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to choose I've been to a buffet in a long time, if you can tell. I think, you know, 2020 know closed down buffets. Into my head. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you would get the shrimp salad if if they had, you know, lobster. That's usually oh, not on yeah. a buffet. But that's where I'm going. Or oysters or something. Mm-hmm. Seafood kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Buffet. Yeah, exactly. It's um, There's that element of focus on what actually works. Yep. And then if there are other things that are fun and you want to add in, then great, give those a shot. But spend most of your time 
on things that are actually going to bring in clients. Yeah. Because move that, your business forward. Exactly. Yeah. If it's not moving your business forward, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think it could another, be super fun distraction, but it's super fun, but just be careful because it can be really easy to be like, I'm going to go on Canva and make posts mm-hmm. for my Instagram and then. Six hours later, you've got a lot of great Instagram posts, but you haven't done any pitching that day. Mm-hmm. You haven't reached out to any clients. Um, it can be really easy to and be like, well, no, my, my focus is now going to be on Instagram. Yeah, but if Instagram isn't bringing you clients, then it can't be your focus. Um, I think another important thing to think about, too, is, is timelines. Um, mm. Overnight success stories are really fun to read about really inspirational and really like so exciting. You know, we have a couple of, of stories. One, um, Amy who, who made it to $8,500 within her first three months of working with us. Um, Erin who, who gave herself the goal of replacing her teaching income in five months, but did it in six weeks. Um, there's, we have lots of great stories. You know, you go in our, our testimonials page, people say, oh, I just started a little while ago. But there are also just as many people who say, well, I got started and then I got a little off track, but now I'm back and I just landed my first client. Or, well, I've been going slow and steady with this, but now I feel much more confident about my skills and I'm ready to go out there and pitch clients. Everybody's timeline is different. Yeah. There's some folks that have taken a full year to land a client. And Mm -hmm. because life happens, you know, we've had people whose significant others, you know, fall ill or, you know, just... 2020, your kids are now home and you have to homeschool them and have less time than you thought to devote to this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's, there's so many different for every, every person there is, there's literally a different timeline and a different, you know, mm-hmm. different roadblocks and situations that people had to contend with to, to keep working toward their goals. And again, for each person there is, there's just as many goals, you know, some people maybe have similar financial goals potentially, but even then I think there, there's still, there's still differences. Yeah. Well, and you know, there, there is an element of, of serendipity to it. You know, some Mm -hmm. people are going to say something, they're going to, I don't know why I always give this example, like meet someone in a grocery store who needs a copywriting client or needs a copywriter or, you know, mention something to a friend of a friend and they say, great, my agency needs a copywriter. Great. And then there are other people that that's not going to happen for. Mm -hmm. But the, so there will be, there may be some element of, of serendipity of, of lucky happenstance, fortunate happenstance. But if you stick with it, if you keep taking the te- the, the, the steps, um, you will get there. Yes, you might get lucky and land a client right away. Awesome. Lucky for you. Fantastic. Or you might not. It might take you a little bit longer. You know, you might say something to someone and they hire you as a copywriter right away. Or you might have to send out 10 pitches, 20 pitches, maybe take your pitch, post it in the CCA group and get it, uh, get some feedback on it, tweak it a little bit and send out some more or send one pitch and have to follow up. And then six months later, that dream company comes back to you and says, hey, we got your pitch six months ago. Now we'd like to, we'd like to talk with you. I mean, we have a student in the group, a couple of students now, I think, who sent yeah, out pitches several. a year ago yes, and yeah. they're getting, they're getting clients, getting in touch with them saying, hey, we're ready to work with you now. Um, you, how awesome. Your timeline, or at least I should say, be open to having a different timeline than other people as you're heading towards success. Because, you know, we were saying you can have the same, you can both want to hit 
$80,000, whatever, or, you know, or you want to hit 60,000 in your first year, whatever you will, you know, six figures, whatever you can have the same goal as someone else, but your, your timeline might be different based on what's going on in your life, based on whether some people have a full-time job and some are, you know, and building this up on the side. Some people, this is, they're devoting 100% of their time to this. So mm-hmm. it's such a, yeah. How can you even compare? Exactly. Okay. And there there will be people who, who dig in and get started with it and resistance pops up and it knocks them out of the game for a little while. But then to their credit, they, they come, come back, back and yeah. they go, okay, I'm going to do this now. I understand I'm, that resistance is going to come up, but I'm going to power real. through. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it anyway. Um, but but them hitting their goal is still just as, as awesome as anyone else hitting their goal, you know, it, 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 even just pursuing your goal is, is just as impressive, just as, as admirable, um, as anybody else pursuing a friend goal, told me, their goal. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You just made me think of a friend who my, my husband happens to be big, big career. He's doing going through a career change, not becoming a copywriter. Thank God. Uh, only enough room one in the house, house for one. Yeah. <laughs> the limit but uh, a friend said how cool that he even has the opportunity to decide to make a career change that he has the option and the means right now to even take a chance and pursue it and I thought what a great way to frame that because I think we always focus on the the end state of where we want to go and we don't think about how cool is it that we get to pursue this in the here and now Mm -hmm. And even try to reach for some, like our definition of success, that we can even start a freelance business or if we want to go on staff or whatever, that we can write copy and explore this and decide, yes, we're going to keep pursuing it. But, you know, there have been a couple of people I know who have used the copywriting skills they've learned and gone a different direction with it. And how cool is that, that they decided to pursue it and it led them somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so... Yes, having an idea of where we want to go. Otherwise, you know, you're just kind of wandering aimlessly. But knowing that sometimes the wandering aimlessly might happen organically and it might lead to, to your point, something serendipitous of Mm -hmm. another opportunity that's related, but maybe not directly where you thought you were going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's um, not to get too philosophical, but I think that philosophical. I'm not sure if that word actually came out correctly the first time. Um, I think that it's so easy as adults to settle down and literally settle, you know, just stop and let your body, (laughs) you know, let your body just stop moving. Um, And that's not healthy. As human beings, we need to be challenged. We need to be growing. We need to be, to, to be um, reaching. When we stop reaching, then we stop using our brains in the way that we should be using our brains. And um, again, I think I'm going a little bit off topic here, but um, it's copywriting or whatever it is, whatever your this goal that you are reaching for is is so good for you because sometimes it's a little bit hard because sometimes you think to yourself, Oh gosh, am I going to be able to do this? Because sometimes you think, Oh my gosh, this is, I'm nervous about getting on this client call. That is good. That is so good. For, like, does it suck in the moment? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Nobody wants to feel nervous. Nobody wants to feel um, challenged. Nobody wants to feel discouraged. But 
if you didn't sometimes feel nervous, if you didn't sometimes feel discouraged, if you would, then the wins wouldn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. If you didn't feel nervous before the client call, you wouldn't feel as fantastic after the client call. If you didn't feel a little bit discouraged or, or maybe doubt yourself a little bit before your first, uh, you, you land your first client, then you wouldn't want to celebrate nearly as much after you get your first client. So it's, it's all part of really, real philosophical. It's all part of being, being human. So you're going to say the great circle of life. Ready for some Lion King is what I was. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the circle of life. Um, but it's, it's success should be what you make it, not what, and your timeline should be your timeline, not what anybody else's timeline is, not what anybody else's website looks like or what their career looks like or what their, what their lives look like. It should be, and if you haven't yet taken the time to think, all right, what does success mean to me? What is this goal that I'm pursuing? Take some time now, really, after this episode finishes, give yourself, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes and sit down and really think, okay, what am I reaching for? What is, what will be success for me? And the great thing too is once you get there, then you get to reevaluate and say, okay, now, now what's my next goal or, or whatever. But, That's a good um, point. Yeah. Reevaluate it. Check in with yourself, especially when you're first starting out to your point, look back every month. What, what have I accomplished? Look at all those wins that you've, you've made and the progress that you've made. And then as you get going, maybe it's a quarterly check-in, maybe it's a biannual check-in, but you're, you're, metrics are going to change. Your definition of success is inevitably going to change as life changes and you have different things you want to meet and look toward the deep benefit too. If you want to hit six figures, why, why is that? Is it just to hit six figures because that's what everyone else is doing and that's the measure of success or is there a different number or is that still the number and here are the reasons why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to hit six figures because that is the number that will pay your mortgage and this and this and this and this? Or do you want to hit six figures because that's the number you've decided will make you feel like you've made it? Like, really, whatever your reason whatever is, your reason. fine. But yeah, you once you hit six figures, then what? Then you can play around with, with different types of goals. All right, I'm going, now that I've hit six figures, I want to be able to spend a month out of every year living in another country, or I want to, now that I've done this, I also, there's so many opportunities to, to grow and so many opportunities to, to come up with new, new goals and new challenges. And there's, there's so much, I just, it's, it's so exciting for, for us as, as our students begin to discover just how much opportunity there is and how much, how if you, you just stick with it and, and follow the steps and do it even when you're scared about how much possibility there is in everyone's lives. It's so exciting. Um, but you have to know what works for you and what matters for you and let everybody else's idea of success, let everybody else's timeline, let everybody else's stuff fall to the side and stay focused on what matters to you. Okay. So we did get uh, a little philosophical maybe, um, but really it's important stuff to be thinking about. And again, if you haven't taken the time to figure out what your goals are, what your definition of success, if you even want to call it success, if you don't want to call it success, don't call it success. Yeah. But whatever, I like that. 
Exactly. Whatever you want to call it. Um, but sit down and figure out what, where you are heading. Take a couple of minutes after this episode because uh, it's going to help you stay focused on your own career versus comparing yourself to anybody else because that's just a recipe for misery. But when you stay focused on yourself and on overcoming your own challenges and meeting your own goals, that's how you make the most progress. And that's how, by the way, you hit whatever that definition of success is uh, in the most, I won't won't even say fast, but in the most expedient manner that you are capable of. So we hope this was helpful as we hope that every single episode is helpful. Um, And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.